awkward silence Don't you dare look at me that way I don't need reminders of how you don't feel the same Oh, the burning pain Listening to you heart bump out some new soulmate She's so perfect, blah, 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 oh, how I Nice, France is located in the French Riviera, or the region that in French they call the Côte d'Azur. There are a number of cities you may have heard of in this area. Marseille, Cannes, for the Cannes Film Festival, Nice, uh, and then the microstate of Monaco. There's a bunch of stuff in this area that I wanted to check out. And you can fly directly into Nice and then take the train along the coastline there. It's a beautiful, beautiful part of the world. But before I get into that, I got to go back just a little bit. I'm not going to bore you with all the details of things that happened, but this was pretty significant. I was trying to get to Paris and I had to stop in Newark first. And I was waiting there. I had a seven hour layover. So I got a $6 slice of pizza and I got my euros, my 70 euros that I talked about in the previous episode. And I was just kind of hanging out waiting and I was flying on French B, which I'd never flown before. As far as I can tell, this is the spirit of international travel. It was a very cheap flight. They don't even have an app. They would contact me via email, which was not cool. I didn't really like that. And so I'm sitting in the airport waiting for my flight and I get an email saying my flight has been canceled. And this is supposed to leave at 11 o'clock at night. And so I know I'm screwed. There's only one other flight leaving Newark going to Paris at 11 o'clock at night. So I start freaking out a little bit. I find out from talking to some other people that they're going to rebook my flight for Saturday, which was two and a half days later. I already had hotels and flights and all kinds of stuff booked out. And so this was not cool. And I was trying my best to figure out what to do about it. There was a flight on Wednesday night at 11 o'clock. And there was a flight on Thursday night at 11 o'clock, the exact same flight. They canceled the one on Wednesday, rebooked all those people for my flight on Thursday and didn't tell me until two hours before. And they canceled mine. They're basically just leapfrogging everybody, canceling theirs and moving them to the next one. And I went and talked to one of the airline people and they basically said, sorry. <laughs> and so I left uh, the, the gate and I went out and I was gonna buy a ticket on the other airline. And I talked to Air France and they said it was $1,700 to try to get to Paris. And I wasn't about to do that. So I said, fuck it, let's see what happens. And I went back through security with my boarding pass and it scanned through security with the barcode. And I said, okay, well, security still thinks I'm on the flight. And then I got into the gate and I was waiting with everybody else, all the people who had been canceled from the previous night. And I got in line with them. And then my ticket scanned at the gate and I got on the airplane. So I wasn't really sure what was happening, but somehow I was booked on... The flight that got canceled 
and somehow booked on the flight that was going to leave. And so I just went in and sat down in my seat and just crossed my fingers and hoped nobody was going to kick me off the flight. And it worked. And one thing I didn't mention in the previous episode when I was talking about travel, you got to make sure you're going to the right airport because there are multiple airports at different locations. And Paris has, I think, three, at least two, Charles de Gaulle and Orly. And I think there's another one. And so my flights went through Orly. So when you're planning all that stuff, you got to make sure you're on the right, you're going to the right airport. So I went through Paris and then I came down into Nice. And when I got there, I went to a hotel called Hotel de Suede. This modest room at Hotel de Suede was $144 a night. There is a promenade called the Promenade des Anglais, which has a ton of people walking around on it all the time. And while you're down in that area, you can see out into the ocean and even walk along the beach there. I don't really recommend this beach. It's these little pebbles. And when I go on a beach, I kind of want it to be sand. So that's one of the things that makes this part of the French Riviera unique. I went out to dinner that night at a place called Maison Margot, and I had some gnocchi in marinara and a glass of house red wine for 21 euros. And it was incredible. I sat there in the open air with a bunch of other people and stared at some buildings. At some point in this first day, I realized I didn't need as much time as I thought I did. I decided I was going to get up early, see the sunrise, see the rest of Nice, and then I was going to leave and go to Monaco. So that's what I did. I got up really early the next day. I went out walking around. Some of the things I wrote down uh, was that Nice has a ton of wealth and there, there are beautiful people everywhere. In every place I went to in Europe, everybody was fit and there are no overweight, obese people. Everybody is in great shape and everybody dresses really well. I was having a conversation with my friend about this, comparing the dress code of Americans versus Europeans. And it probably has something to do with the fact that I went to a lot of areas that had wealth. And these people probably packed suitcases to stay somewhere for a week. So they brought extra shoes and nice shirts and they went out at night and went to dinner. Everybody was dressed very well. Everybody looked like they had money. Everybody was hot. The dudes were hot. The girls were hot. Everybody looked great. And no one was overweight. And I think the other reason for that is the diet is so different in Europe. Nothing's based around fast food. Like I was saying in the previous episode, when you go out to eat, everybody kind of makes it an event and it lasts for a while. You're not just going through a drive-thru to get something before you go to your next job. So I think there are some good things that have happened with American capitalism, but health has not been one of them, especially not in the last 30, 40, 50 years. I did also see a lot of uh, facial alterations. I think lip injections have gotten a lot more common. I saw a lot of girls with some poofy lips and just a lot of plastic people. For as many people that were there that were attractive and fit and physically healthy, there are a lot of people there trying to be famous. There were girls on the beach taking shots for Instagram. I, I mean, you see this everywhere you go, but 
that's what people do when they go to destinations. They bring some nice outfit and they have to take photos for 30 minutes to get just the right shot. And after walking around for a little bit, three hours or so, I came back to Hotel de Suede and they had mentioned that they had a continental breakfast. And I usually don't care about these because you think about continental breakfast, it's the best Western in Dayton, Ohio, and it's a couple shitty bagels and maybe a bowl of cereal. I went up to this continental breakfast was the most extravagant free breakfast I've ever seen in my life. They had an enormous spread, all different kinds of bread, croissants, toasters. You could boil eggs. They had fruit. They had meat and cheese. They had a hardcore espresso maker where you push the buttons on the front and it'll make you a latte. It'll make you a cappuccino. It was fantastic. And they had a balcony you could either sit inside or you could go out on the balcony and look out. And I was looking over at somebody on their porch, watering their flowers and smoking cigarettes and getting ready for their day. It was incredible. So Nice was great. And I would definitely go back there. I would probably look for a smaller place next to it. There was a lot going on just because it's a tourist destination and the nightlife is pretty pretty hopping. If you like to go out and drink and party and everything, there were all kinds of clubs open along this stretch. But I, like I said, I really only need a day and I'm ready to go. And so after breakfast, I grabbed my bag, checked out of the hotel and started walking down the street. Took me about 15 minutes or so to get to the train station and on my way to the next destination. So in the next episode, I will tell you why Monaco is one of the most beautiful places I have ever been.